Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, September 10th, 2023, and this is day 1999 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you, praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you for creating this beautiful day just for us. Help us, Father, to appreciate every second of it and that we will be obedient unto you and do your will. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is a second chance. We've all gotten it, you know, in one way or another. Every one of us did because we could have all been doomed to hell. And God gave us another chance after the sin of Adam and Eve. And uh, he created a plan. And that was to send his only son, Jesus Christ, here on this earth uh, to suffer and die and for us and raise up from the grave, victorious over death, hell, and the grave so that we could be reconciled back to him. That, my friends, is amazing. So this is what God, God did here. Uh, we're talking about, we're in the book of Jonah, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And again, Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, talking about how God showed great mercy to the great city, or big city, of Nineveh. It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Now, he too had a second chance because Jonah did not want to preach to Nineveh because it was such a wicked city when God commanded him to go there and do it. And he he decided to go to Tarshish instead. And God created a big fish to swallow him up. And while in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, uh, Jonah got a revelation from God and he repented. And the fish threw him up, vomited him up onto dry land. And now he's in Nineveh. <laughs> the great minister also got a second chance. And so he says, Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth, which is a sign of mourning. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink. I mean, even the animals. 
There is no hereafter for animals, but he, you know, that's how serious they were about this. Even the animals had to fast. But the people and animals, but let the people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. So you notice they did not just hear God's word and call. They didn't stop at calling on God, but they gave up their evil ways and their violence. And then he says, who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. So they did not know for sure, but they felt like we're going to just do it and hope that God will relent. When God saw that when God saw they what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. Look at our merciful God. Listen, y'all, I I know how merciful God is personally because he has relented uh, the things that he could have allowed to happen to me because of my sins over the years and even prior to getting saved. And, you know, I could have been dead and gone in the uh, in the areas and places, you know, we would hang out and the things we would do and just so naive and stupid, just doing whatever. And, oh, yeah, I'll try it. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll try that drug. Oh, yeah, I'll try this or that. Oh, but God's mercy and his grace. I am so grateful to God. Let's go to our points. Point number one. Have you ever felt like you did something that was not uh, worth being forgiven of? You know, it, it could have been something very horrific and you might feel like I'm not worthy. Uh, and you even felt shame because of it. You even became different in your regular outgoing personality because you felt so bad about what you had done. As we can see, God loves all people, even those who have created great harm or great atrocities, just as the Ninevites. Listen, they had a very evil history. They committed evil plots against God. Uh, they exploited the help, the helpless, those that were weak and poor. Uh, they committed cruelty in war, so they did not abide by the rules and guidelines that everyone had previously agreed to. They um, they idolized. They they had uh, they worshipped idols. They they had prostitution uh, and witchcraft. They were a powerful and wicked city, but even with all the evil they committed. They heard God's word and took quick action, repenting of their sins. God's, God was merciful to the Ninevites and gave them a second chance. That's how God will do it. He, you listen, point number two, the purpose of God's judgment is correction, not revenge. We need to always remember that. He's not uh, uh, taking revenge against us. He tells us that vengeance is his, 
But the way he does it is to correct us, is to get our attention, not to just wallow in it and say, I told you so. That's what you get. (laughs) You've heard people say that, right? You shouldn't have done it like that. Aren't you glad God's not like that? I mean, we are going to reap what we sow, but he's not going to, he's already forgetting, he's forgetting, forgotten our sins. If we repent, he says he forgives us uh, as far as the East is from the West. And he doesn't bring that up again, that sin. We're the ones that beat ourselves up with it or listen to other people. Yeah, if you hadn't done that, this wouldn't have happened to you and that wouldn't have happened to you. And now look at where you are. That's what you get. You know, people can be really harsh, right? We can all be really harsh at times. But God shows grace, mercy, and compassion towards us. He will correct us. He loves us so much that he corrects us and it may not feel good. He is always ready to show compassion to anyone willing to seek him. On the flip side, if God gives you a word to share, do as Jonah did. Preach only what God tells you even if it's a message of doom and gloom. These are not the most desirable assignments, but those who bring God's word to others should not let social pressures or fear of people dictate their words. You know, we might try to sugarcoat it a little bit. Just, you know, nope, we need to give it just like God said to give it out. And that can be challenging. But once we get beyond ourselves, It's not a challenge at all because now we're functioning in the spirit and we're just doing it just like God says. We're tuning out everything just like God told Jeremiah. Don't look at their faces. (laughs) That can get you, throw you all off. Don't look at their faces. Look at the face of God and know that I need to be obedient to God rather than to man. And I can't tell you many times God has given me messages that are not, you know, favorable or People may think, oh, wow, why is she teaching on such a, you know, uh, doom and gloom message? It's because that's what God gave me to teach and to preach and to share. Uh, Sometimes he'll give you a word to share with an individual one-on-one. Just like uh, uh, the three people over a period of some years came to me. And I was in church and uh, in leadership uh, at one point on the board. I was, you know, teaching Bible study, things like that. So, you know, it might have been a little bit intimidating to come to me with something uh, that was not favorable, you know, possibly, you know, they might think, oh, she's doing really good. God, are you sure that's the message, this message you want me to share with her? And that message was, they said, God said, you've got unforgiveness in your heart. That is huge. That is just as evil uh, and huge. And you know what? They were right (laughs) because God is not wrong. And even if I didn't, I could have just acted like, oh, no big deal. And and I'm sure I did. The first two times I didn't even do anything about it. God was sending me a warning. So not only did he give me a first and second chance, but he gave me a third chance on that. Finally, the third person that came to me and told me that I finally did something about it. God loves me so much. I was in an unforgiven state because when we don't forgive others, we are not forgiven. And that's a dangerous state to be in. 
God loved me that much. He sent three people and I'm grateful for their obedience. You are called to preach and share God's message and truth, no matter how unpopular it may be. So get busy doing what God has called you to do. As I said before, it might be on the other side where you're the one that needs to repent, or it could be that God has given you the word to preach and share. And it's not like even the people that God uses to bring the message. None of us are perfect. God is not, serving God is not an earned position. No one qualifies for God's service, okay? It's not like <laughs> uh, you get your master's, your bachelor's, your master's, your doctorate, now you qualify. No, that's the world's way of doing things. No, with God, you can be what the world considers a nobody, and God will use you to preach his word to everybody, <laughs> so don't base it up on the qualifications that the world system uses. God uses whomever he pleases. Um, so be ready to go forth and do his will. I'll never forget when we were on 21st and Prospect at our church there, how um, we had all kinds of people that would come in and it was just a a wonderful uh, time uh, serving the people and uh, never knowing from one moment to the next, anywhere we go, even where we are now, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and uh, I I remember uh, a lady that came in and, and lots of the people that came in, as I, I've shared with you all in the past, uh, at that season, there were lots of people that were dealing with drug addictions alcohol addictions, uh, prostitution, uh, trafficking, human and sex trafficking. And uh, it, it was just saturated uh, with that. And it was just, um, just a perfect time, God's timing, to bring a message of love and mercy. And I'll, I'll never forget uh, the lady walked in and uh, she was on the streets and she said, may I use your, your bathroom? And uh, we said, sure, sure. And we said, you know, you uh, go through the sanctuary and, and make a right and it's there, whatever. And she said, oh, no, oh, no, I can't. I cannot. I'm unclean. I'm unclean. I can't go through your sanctuary. And she was very serious. And my mom and I looked at her and said, Oh, honey, oh, yes, you can. If you can't go, none of us can go. None of us are, are clean. <laughs> We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Now that the reason that we are where we are now is because of God's forgiveness and us accepting him as, as our Lord and Savior. And that woman ended up accepting Jesus. I don't know if it was that day or one of the days because she started coming back. And oh, God had a word for her and she accepted his word. So many of the people that came accepted God's word and, and repented and were forgiven of their sins and were saved. And I am so grateful to God for those experiences. And many of the people that came, the many men and women, many of them are gone on to be with the Lord. You know, and when we heard that they had 
you know, many times someone will say so-and-so died and so-and-so, you know, when we heard about some of them dying, we were saddened, but yet we had joy in our hearts because we knew that they had accepted Jesus as their savior and they were with the Lord. What about you? Do you know Jesus is your Lord and savior yet? Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. That's what it's all about right there. Accepting Jesus, just like the Ninevites, repenting from their sins and doing the will of God. Glory to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, and DIY programs, teaching them about uh, small household repairs. So we're excited about all that God is doing and and um, we're very grateful to each and every one of you for your prayers, your support, and your donations. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.